So I'm so happy. Uh, tears of joy literally uh, coming down my face for our next guest. Okay. I knew her since high school, since like we were 14 years old. We um, met in so many different classes, but in particular, I remember um, her basically taking over the class teaching because you were <laughs> such a natural with Latin languages and just uh, being an empathetic and great teacher all around great human being and now she's a classics teacher herself not only does she teach latin she also teaches greek okay the amazing desiree okay if you wonder ever wonder if the latin language is worth learning is it worth spending four years uh to learn this language <laughs> she's the one to go to okay she's not only beautiful and smart but just so much fun I remember being in, you know, flags and in classes with you and just being so inspired by your energy. Um, but gentlemen, she's married, okay? Sorry, fellas, um, but you can still <laughs> take Latin class with her, okay? Uh, but not even here, because now it's an all-girls school, right? So they can't even sneak in there. So welcome, Desiree, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so, okay, I'm gonna start off with a Latin. It's not even a joke, I guess, it's just, okay. Cartago Delenta Est. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> oh can you explain what that means, like, to our uninformed listeners? Yeah. So, <laughs> the translation is Carthage must be destroyed. And yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's great on many levels. It has, like, this really nice grammatical usage. Um, but more so, I think what I always remember is our Latin teacher, Mrs. Mm -hmm. Lugrace, yes. Mrs. Right. Yes. Um, told us about how Cato, uh, Cato the censor, um, would be giving a speech about anything, anything in the Senate, whatever it was. And at the very end, he would end it with Carthage must be destroyed. <laughs> Constantly, Carthage must be destroyed. And unfortunately, Carthage was destroyed. Yes. <laughs> That's or awesome. Destroyed. Poor guys. But yeah. I love that. Um, do, you, do you say that after your classes? Oh, I should or do you substitute with another time. city? Yeah. No. I always end with just a nice little wale te, and they say oh. wale to me. What does that mean? <laughs> a little goodbye. Oh, okay. Goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Learning, learning as we go in the first 20 seconds. I love it. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, our high school had a variety of, like, different classes we could have taken. So, we had... Spanish and French and Latin and I think I think that's it. So why did you decide to take Latin of all classes? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I remember I don't know if you remember this, but mm -hmm. during maybe it was an orientation before mm -hmm. classes started, we were yeah. all in the auditorium. Yeah. And Mrs. Lazarova came out on stage with I think a group of Latin students and like mm -hmm. some projects they had made mm -hmm. and she just kind of pushed Latin. I don't really remember <laughs> yeah. what she said, but she made it seem really cool. And it's like, how do you make something so nerdy? So cool. Yes. <laughs> oh my um, God. That's, oh my God. That takes me back. I, yeah. I you remember her, man. Okay. So for those of us who don't know or are not high school, didn't go to high school with us, not cool like us. So Mrs. Lazaro, this Bulgarian lady. She's so dedicated to teaching. Um, she's an amazing Latin instructor. I think she must have been taught it for like, is it 20 years, you think? I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, Maybe longer at, at least at least 20 years. She loves her job. She loves teaching. I learned so much from her in terms of like, um, not only Latin, but like life itself and mm -hmm. just how you approach life and teaching. So um, 
she's amazing. Yeah, can you can you tell us like what is it like going through Latin with Mrs. Lazarova? Oh, it feels yeah, it's kind of like you're saying. It's more like a life journey yes. than <laughs> anything else, like a philosophy, yeah. a way of looking at the world, of being yes. scrutinizing and mm-hmm. not taking everything with a grain of salt and yeah. not take <laughs> anything yeah. you hear. Yeah. Um, no, but she made I don't know, she made it feel like we were a community together, mm-hmm. you know, not just mm-hmm. a class. Yes. And she sort of had this aura around her. She kind of created this little cult yes. following. And I think she <laughs> yeah, hate, she did. But she would hate to hear that too, right? <laughs> she would never want us to be like followers of anyone. <laughs> yes, ourselves. that's so true. Because she had posters of like Think Different and all these like, yes. um, like different thinkers and stuff around the classroom. So that's yeah, true. you're so right. So like I remember you teaching our entire, okay. Because you're clearly uh, Mrs. Lazarova's daughter from another <laughs> <month>. <laughs> because you were so passionate about the subject I don't remember like when but like you taught Latin two or one I forgot you taught the whole class one day I think you're just like yeah can you describe like what happened because like you taught the class but I don't, I, I don't remember okay. how you got to that point I think I know what you're talking about my mom yeah. my memory's a little fuzzy but I think it was one of those days when she was out because she was always off doing conferences and like working yeah new curriculum um, for the state. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was classics four when we were doing Virgil and mm. she left us with the little like translation book and oh, she, she put like one of us in charge at the front. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting up there and mm-hmm. just feel like, oh, this feels right. You're amazing. <laughs> yeah, you're amazing. You're just a natural teacher. Like I think uh, like all the great teachers, they always say it's like their vocation. It's not like a job. Mm, the calling. It's like, right. Yeah. So can you tell us like, what was it like teaching? Like just, uh, yeah. What was it like teaching? Yeah. That For that class. So I, I mean, I really enjoyed it because I felt like by that time there were 16 of us, I think in that class and we just knew each that other class so was well. Incredible. <laughs> it was so great. Oh my God. Yes. One yeah. of the great things about Latin, right. It's like, it's a yes. small community, you it's know, all nerds. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And we all kind of (laughs) went through it together. And um, so it just felt, yeah, it just felt right. And I really enjoyed working with the language. And it's not just, I guess, for teaching, it's like one part subject matter and one part um, chemistry with Mm. your students and with the personality and with the people in the class and sort of like (laughs) when I'm, when I'm teaching now, like if I'm, if my students are having a bad day, it's so Mm -hmm. hard to like Uh, get the class to move forward. And sometimes uh, I just have to stop us and be like, okay, this isn't going to work right now. We got to do something mm -hmm. different. You know, I got to be flexible. And then when we're all kind of on the same page and moving forward, it just feels like um, it doesn't take any work at all. You know, it just, I love it. Wow. I feel I'm going to, Publishes and tag everyone who was in the class. <laughs> like, what did, I, what did you remember from it? But yeah, I, I totally resonate. I feel like it's the same. So like, what is it like being a teacher now, like to your uh, students? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot about Mrs. Lazarova. I mean, when I first mm-hmm. started, I felt like, whoa, they're calling yeah. me Miss Landry. Yeah. And they like ask me like if they can go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so little things felt mm-hmm. so weird. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I was really nervous at first too. Like I felt like maybe I don't know the subject well enough. Maybe, mm. you know, when they, they would ask me stumpers, you know, mm. questions that I just didn't know the answer to. I hadn't thought mm. about it. I hadn't come across that. Mm -hmm. um, so I was doing a lot of research in my first year in particular, mm. just to like, every time they asked me a question, I would like, but I didn't know the answer to, I'd write it mm. down and mm. I'd go look it up and I'd come back to them. So it, it brought a lot of humility at the mm. beginning. Um, just to realize that there were so many things I didn't know. And I was kind of just more like an introduction to them of this world. And we mm. were sort of doing it together, you know, and it's really cool where I work now. There are three of us in the classics um, program. So the three of us all rotate our classes. So we're wow. a large enough program that there are three of us, but then uh -huh. we keep the same students. So the students that I were in the upper school were seventh grade through 12th mm -hmm. grade. Mm -hmm. And in seventh and eighth grade, it's a required um, mm -hmm. course for them. Mm -hmm. And then in ninth through 12th, it becomes an option. So um, the students that I have now in 11th and 12th grade, I've had them since they were seventh and eighth graders. Wow. And so those ones are also the ones who not only have I had them for so long, they've also opted to continue and so it yeah. kind of reminds me of like those of us when we were seniors and we <laughs> yeah. to continue, you know was it um, even a question to just because so what, was it even a question for you to keep going along like at any point uh, in your career yes actually it really yeah. was I and I remember telling Mrs. Lazar over this I decided I was done with Latin at my senior year I wasn't going to keep going in college and she I was told us to stop Oh, yeah, okay. she okay. Yeah, she told us, don't take Latin. I remember that. And then Josh, you know what I mean? Josh King, um, he's decided yeah. to take it anyway. He's a rebel. But okay, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, I just had to interject because no, I remember her specifically instructing us not to go. And you I were the one who went, but you, you should have gone anyways. It was your oh, well, destiny. I yeah. wasn't going to. I was like done. No. I mean, it was well, a why? joke. I was going to be the Latin teacher because I just felt like joke. I had gotten it in my head that yeah. I would be a journalist and that mm -hmm. that was what I was going to do. So I even chose UC Irvine because of their literary journalism. Oh, interesting. Um, and I worked at the Desert Sun my senior year. That was like oh, my wow. internship oh, okay. with, um, do you remember Mr. Kravitz started yes. that arts program? I can't remember what it was called, but like oh, we were all so long ago. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this was 10 years yeah. ago, people. <laughs> so long ago. I'm, I'm loving this interview already. Sorry. Um, Just keep going. <laughs> so I got to UC Irvine and they needed me to take another year of Latin to fulfill my language requirement oh. or two years of a different language. Oh, okay. So I was like, well, I'm not going to do two years of a new language. I might as well just keep going with Latin. Right. So right, I, right. they like placed me given what we had done in high school into mm. a translation course. And we were doing Cicero, oh. which we read. Wow. In our <laughs> yeah, we memorized. Do you remember that speech? Do you make your yeah. students do that speech? I do. <laughs> Oh my, oh, my oh my god that's hilarious can you share with us like the first two lines so that we we can uh okay i can remember let me go as far as i can remember okay. that's, that's, that's uh, <laughs> oh my god so i have to i have to take a breath because 
<laughs> you guys we have to memorize that. Oh my God. What is it? Can you tell us uh, what it means? For how much longer will you um, abuse our patients, Catalyne? Oh God. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yes. Ah. Oh. Sorry, I just have to just because <laughs> we have so to memorize this and learn. Yeah, they love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, like, um, okay. So, so what age range do you teach now? So right now, I have the seventh grade, which they're like twelve years old, pretty much, mm -hmm. mostly. And then I also have tenth um, grade, eleventh mm -hmm. grade, and I have two twelfth grade students in my classes. Wow. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's a nice wide range. It makes me like, it keeps me on my toes. You know, mm -hmm. I teach the, it's kind of like what it was like for, I imagine Mrs. Lazarovas and she taught all the classes, no mm. prep period, how she did that at all. Yeah, like, how did she do that? Like, uh, she so was on a lot of coffee though, I think. <laughs> right, she was drinking a lot of coffee, I think. Um, so, so uh, Ms. Lazarova, please uh, comment if you can tell us what your secret yes. was. How do, yeah. how do you do it? Can you make her listen to this, please? Um, of course. <laughs> I, think she'll, I think she'll listen to it anyways. <laughs> um, but um, so now that you teach Generation Z, do you, what do you feel like is the biggest difference between them and us? Yeah, that's a good question. Sometimes I think what were we like that or is this different mm -hmm. i mean they're completely enmeshed in the online world and mm -hmm. they know things that we just didn't know i feel like we were on the edge uh, of it mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. i mean they teach me like little tiktok dances and do you have i'm gonna follow you <laughs> I, I do not have a tiktok uh, but they want me to get one really bad yeah. <laughs> seventh graders they're so cute um, I don't know. It's hard to say. They, I wonder sometimes if they have like shorter attention spans or mm. if it really is the same, you know, I can't mm. say maybe that it's definitively different than our generation. I know they have different mm. things in their hands. Like mm -hmm. when it comes to, um, taking their phones away, like when we take, go on trips, yeah, we collect yeah. their phones and they, they're so funny. They like cry when you take them away. <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards, they have so much fun. They're like, I didn't even miss it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. You know? Wow. Um, that yeah. means you have a good relationship with them. Yeah, that's great. I think so, yeah. And we have really good girls, too. I'm really, mm -hmm. I'm really lucky to have, like, a great set of students um, and work at a great school where, you know, they, we have this really great bond between mm -hmm. um, teachers and students. And there's something mm -hmm. really special about, like, the, all, the single gender um yeah what is that like do, do you feel like it's less distracting or more drama or what do you think yeah it depends on the day but sorry um i would say that they it's sort of like our motto at our school is PQV, which is actually short for a Latin phrase, possunt quae volunt, which means um, girl, it, we translate it as girls who have the will have the ability. Oh, and I like that. It's very empowering to mm -hmm. young girls. Mm -hmm. um, and that's sort of how our, how our mission goes, right? Mm -hmm. It's about like mm -hmm. instilling confidence right. and willingness into our students. Like, the, like whatever they want to do, if they put in the effort, 
um, they'll find success, you know, and they'll mm -hmm. find the confidence that they can kind of go after anything. I mean, every single government role, um, every single student council, whatever leadership role is filled by a girl. Mm -hmm. um, and so they don't ever kind of feel like, no, I can't do that. They always have that feeling like, yeah, I definitely can. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of them really, I think that those who continue in classics at our school, they also get that cute, that like really tight bond between mm. them. Like we're all doing this mm. really weird thing. Yeah. Together. <laughs> yeah. No one yeah. else does. <laughs> so um, I'm glad that you brought this up because it is definitely a camaraderie. So it's 2019 and it's like Latin has been a dead language. Like how do you think it's relevant today just in terms of like the classics? Like where do you see them? Uh, maybe applying what you teach them to today's world? Yeah, that's a, that's a really great question. It's something that I end up answering for parents a mm -hmm. lot. Um, mm -hmm. And I also end up answering for students. I mean, there's the basic sort of cliche answers, I suppose, of, mm -hmm. you know, building up your vocabulary for mm -hmm. those SAT yes. questions. Mm -hmm. If you want to go into law, if you want to go into um, any of the sciences, biology, medicine, mm -hmm. I mean, learning both Latin and Greek roots mm -hmm. is going to be useful for you. Mm -hmm. um, but more so than that, um, one thing I like to say is that um, studying ancient languages, translating ancient languages is sort of a mixture of the logic of a math problem with the humanities all mixed in together wow. because you're sort of doing a math problem, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, this plus this gives you this translation. You're like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to like plug in my answers and get this translation. But then mm -hmm. at the end of it, you get a story or you get a history or mm -hmm. you get philosophy or mm -hmm. you get science, like you can study all of the disciplines mm -hmm. through studying the classics, right? Mm -hmm. You can mm -hmm. study um, Lucretius and you can be like reading about yes. like the philosophy of death. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah. You could also be reading Livy and there you have um, the history of Rome and you have these mythological stories and you could be studying myth and you could be studying history that way. Or you could be reading Homer and there mm -hmm. you have poetry and you like when we um, read Virgil, right? And you have that like beat and you get that poetic meter. So mm -hmm. it takes you further, right? You're taking that like analytical side and then you're mm -hmm. applying also um, these more imaginative, creative parts of your brain that start to go mm -hmm. off. And you can then, I re always remember when Mrs. Lazarova showed us this line in Virgil where mm -hmm. they're at sea and the way that the meter goes, it makes you go like, um, it's really high uh, at the beginning and at the end with sort of like a divot, like a low part in the middle. And it reminded you of being in between waves. Oh my God. Um, Iambic something. What is it called? Ellipses? God, there's so many. Can you explain? I know what um, you're talking about. It's a li literary device, but what is it called again? So let's see. So there, when it comes to meter, to, you're usually reading dactylic hexameter. Oh Which, my god, yes, that <laughs> word. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yes, oh my god, yeah, sorry, sorry, so please continue. Like a series of six feet, um, six beats, I guess, on um, six feet, and um, they're made up of dactyls and spondies, if those ring yeah. bells. Oh my god, uh, <laughs> so, I remember like putting the straight line and then the little uh, tick yes. marks and 
Oh my God. This brings me back. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, those dactyls are like bum, 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 bum. And spondies are like bum, 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 bum. So depending on how the line is written, you could feel that like in, impending doom, like that bum, oh my bum, God. bum. Or it could be like <laughs> filled with action, like bum, 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 oh bum, bum, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's such it's a cool amazing. thing and like I get to do that right now with my classics oh. four class where we are reading um, all of these stories of people going to the underworld which mm. um, we sort of got a little taste of that I think in classics too when we mm. read about Hercules and his um, <sighs> yeah the 12 flavors <laughs> yeah oh my god there's so many memories flooding in right now I can't even process oh wait I have to do this anyway okay so um <laughs> what do you carry into your class now that you learn from uh, our latin class gosh um that's a great question mm-hmm. what do I carry I think I carry that analytical skill that mm-hmm. Mrs. Lazarova imparted to all of us mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. to kind of question why would somebody write this you know what's their purpose what's the motivation Mm -hmm. um I mean when I think about when we read Cicero for example Mm -hmm. um and we analyzed his rhetorical strategies and um we sort of talked about how like if you listen to what he's saying you can hear that being used by people today people Mm -hmm. on the news people in politics Mm-hmm. Um, you can watch those rhetorical strategies be used by politicians, um, and you can hear it in major speeches now. So one of the things I think that I just learned was just pay attention, right? Just pay attention mm-hmm. to language, pay attention mm-hmm. to when language is being manipulative, pay attention to, um, if something sounds really, really good, is mm-hmm. it that good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so I think that's one of the biggest things. I think she taught us to be aware of our surroundings and mm-hmm. to constantly question mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> that's incredible, man. Like, <laughs> oh, it's just, uh, this, this is making me emotional. Seriously, this interview is like, it, yeah, so needed. So um, do you find Latin to be like a funny language? Do you have any Latin jokes that I can steal for my routine? Oh, um, I wish I did. I was uh, trying to think of this actually when you contacted me. I'm not sure. I mean, there are like little funny puns, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like a lot of them are only good if you study Latin. That's true. <laughs> okay, know? so you gotta study with Desiree to even understand her <laughs> jokes, okay? <laughs> That's what we're I feel like truly only makes sense if you've studied Latin is um, a Roman senator walks into the Senate late Mm -hmm. and he leans over to the senator next to him and he whispers, Mm -hmm. "Uh, what's what's going on? And the guy leans back over and says, "Uh, I don't know. He hasn't gotten to the verb yet. Uh, <laughs> when you're reading, uh, for mm-hmm. yeah, because la- okay, the language is so weird that the verb is always at the very end. So yes. you have to pay attention uh, yes. to what people are saying, and then at the end, like, oh, okay, he didn't throw the person; he killed the person. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for sharing that. Because okay, 
I, d I do remember something now because when I was in senior year, we were going through Virgil, right? So Virgil yeah. is a very depressing book, <laughs> pretty much. So you know how, like, because I, I used to draw a little bit of comics back then. And, like, you know how mm -hmm. um, Aeneas was, okay, he had his wife, but he lost her. And then, Creusa, um, yes. What, what was that witch lady? Was it Creusa? <laughs> wait, wait, no, no, Creusa was a wife. And then, yeah. uh, what was what was the other lady who tried to seduce? The Sybil. Was it the Sybil? The... Oh, it was a lady who's trying to seduce him, and he just didn't really care about her. Do you know what I'm talking about? Ah, uh, yes. Um, and I drew a comic where it's just like she threw herself on the funeral pyre, right? And Dido. We're like, talking yes, about Dido. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So like, she just like she's burning on the funeral pyre something flames right and yes. my next panel was just him like going away because that was him the whole book right because yes. he didn't care about her at all he yeah. was just um, that <laughs> that's a joke that i remember um but um anyways yeah it is a funny language um have you ever used latin like in person um like in um i sometimes will so with one of my other colleagues who teaches classics with me, when we are talking about students, sometimes mm -hmm. we'll switch to Latin because uh, <laughs> a better way to talk about students without so them knowing what we're talking about. Oh my God. That's so funny. I met a friend, he went to Italy and he told me like, um, the ATM at the Vatican is in Latin. So that's. Stop. Yeah. What? Yeah, seriously. That is bananas. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, class trip, field trip, field trip time. Yes. Um, so, okay, so you also teach Greek. So what do you feel like is, um, like, what are the differences between the two languages? Oh, okay, Greek is beautiful. I wish I had realized this sooner. Mm -hmm. I think when you first start reading Greek, it feels so hard because of the different alphabet. Mm -hmm. But the longer I've studied it and read it, I actually find it to be a much simpler language to read. First of all, it doesn't have the ablative, so it doesn't, oh it has one less Please case. don't torture me. What does ablative mean? With or by? Oh my God, I want to. You got wanna... it. Oh, you totally got it. Yeah. Uh, Good job. Um... <laughs> um, but it also, like, you know how, I don't know if you remember this, but like Latin is the language that's just all over the place. Yes. <laughs> Why? Why? It has, it's just, it's everywhere. So the nice thing about Greek is it does these like beautiful little units together. Ooh, like what are units? Everything. I don't know. Like it's where it'll put, we do this in English. So it'll put like the definite article, the, mm -hmm. and then the adjective or the participle, and then it'll put the noun. So like the red dog, like mm -hmm. it all goes together, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's one nice little perfect little unit and mm -hmm. so rather than putting all those things all over the place and latin mm -hmm. not having a the it has no article it just kind of feels like all over the page like it's right. just been spilled across the page where greek sort of sits tidily together and the definite article like points you to like where everything is and both languages are really systematic mm -hmm. like they think about things really carefully mm -hmm. and the sounds um well the sounds of greek are more phonetic like they mm. sound more like 
they are written. And mm -hmm. Greek has the accent, so it also tells you where to put the emphasis, where Latin doesn't, and you just have mm -hmm. to learn the rules oh. about how to pronounce it. And sometimes I mispronounce Latin because I'm not paying close attention, right? And I'm not looking. But right. where, with Greek, if as long as you slow down, you can just really nicely read it. And mm -hmm. we're going to, so we're actually taking our students on a 10-day trip to Greece this um, and I've never been. And one of the things I think will be really great will just to be immersed in modern Greek. And it's a language mm. that seems to, from what I've heard, I don't know that much about this. It's something I'm interested to learn more about mm -hmm. is how similar modern Greek is to ancient Greek. Oh. Whereas Latin developed into those romance languages, French, mm -hmm. Spanish, right, right. Italian, Romanian, Portuguese, um, and they sound quite different. Um, mm from the Latin. So yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, I really like the language. I like both languages. And so I think that's one of the things like at first I would have said I liked Latin more, but mm -hmm. the more I read both, I kind of, they're kind of on equal footing for me. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing because you're so smart and you broke it down so perfectly. Um, next, um, uh, Mrs. Lazarova, if you're listening to this, please don't get mad at me. Um, but she, <laughs> She said Latin was a logical language. Um, do you agree or disagree? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to bring it up because I really distinctly remember her saying that. And I just, I mean, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think it's totally <laughs> logical. I really, really do. It makes Why? Why? perfect sense. Okay. <laughs> I feel so bad, but I had to bring it up. <laughs> Um, let's see here. How do I, where do I start? So let's just think about verbs, for example, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. right. To, so in English, it takes so many words to make one Latin word, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if it's a verb or a participle. Mm -hmm. So for verbs, the ending tells you who is doing it. Mm -hmm. It also tells you if the person is doing it or if the person is receiving that action. Like it's being mm. done to tell you if it's active or if it's passive, right? Is it right, right. I love or is it I am loved, right? Are you mm. doing that loving or are you receiving that loving? Right, 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 um, right. And that's just in the ending right there. Um, mm -hmm. And that also continues into modern romance languages as well. That's a thing that's been retained. Um, as you kind of work your way inward on mm. the verb, you might see something that will tell you when that action happens. Mm. So is it right now? If it is, it's a present stem. Is it something that happened in the past? If so, it might be a perfect stem. So mm -hmm. um, there's also a nice thing that's happening between the present and the perfect stem. Mm -hmm. So the question is, is that action a continuous ongoing action? Or is mm. it an action that was a one-time action? Mm. So if it's a, an ongoing continuous action right now, it's present. Mm -hmm. But if it's an ongoing continuous action in the past, like I was cooking dinner when something happened, right? Mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. cooking dinner. That will use the ba. Do you remember that ba of the imperfect? So it'll take that present stem mm -hmm. saying it was ongoing and then the mm -hmm. ba to tell you what happened in the past. Um, but it's the same present stem because of that ongoing continuous action, mm. simple action in the past tense. 
um, then you use that perfect. And then you can add other things onto that perfect stem also, mm. like an era to tell you like we're going mm. more in the past. So it's really systematic when it comes to that. And Greek is also because it mm. does something really similar with that. So wow. it might take us um, three words. I mm -hmm. was preparing dinner, mm -hmm. I would say, mm -hmm. where right. that is all in one word in Latin. And mm -hmm. it's just by like changing each small little thing. So we learn, you learn to read your verbs really analytically, right? Really mm -hmm. systematically as you pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I love that. So please, uh, Consider doing an online course in Latin. I feel like the rest <laughs> of the world needs to learn from seriously. You explained that so well. Like I, it's just amazing explanation. It brought, uh, oh, I don't remember the bar and all that stuff, but uh, <laughs> you're amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. You just literally brought me to 10 years ago in the same classroom. Please. I'm serious. Like just please consider doing a Latin yeah, course. Yeah. I might, online. I might have to think about that. That's a good I think, idea. I think you should, because the way that you teach is very, easily understandable to people and I feel like online you can spread it to more people basically right yeah. like we always need the classics so I had to I just True. had to say that because you need to you need to do something with this so um so Desert what do you find funny um I think I prefer a lot of dry humor and things mm. that are really quick like I love 30 Rock I think that is Mm. Tina Fey is just brilliant um, yeah, and I like yeah. they're really fast mm -hmm. and um, I was thinking about this too I was thinking I love like Tom Segura he is just so flat and dry mm. and those are the things that I usually appreciate the most mm. interesting so who are your favorite comedians um well Tina Fey is mm -hmm. fabulous um and I also like, um, well, I also like something like kind of goofy, like John Mulaney. He's very, mm, I love him. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. He's good. Um, let's see who else. I don't know. Who are some of your favorite comedians? <laughs> I, I really like Patrice O'Neill. Um, yeah. he is very intense. He's like a philosopher basically, mm -hmm. but he says anything. He's uh, very courageous. I really like, um, what's her Maria Bamford, she, she, I saw her on stage actually, and she takes like going through her mental stuff so hilariously, and she just commits to it. I really like that about her. Um, uh, but actually, the funny thing is, I think I've just been, I just like unintentional things mm -hmm. that are funny. Like, and then like, I feel like now I've been going through open mics now. I think that's really hilarious too, just seeing other comedians in Orange County. It's a very, Right. Uh, interesting scene yeah it's like all these people they're bearing their soul and it's uh it's interesting it's an interesting form of therapy um so yeah okay so let's let's talk more teacher so uh if you don't feel comfortable answering this uh let me know who are your favorite teachers from high school well there's so many who stick out for yeah, me there's a lot mm -hmm. for so many yeah we went to a really great school we were yeah we did we did really mm -hmm. really wonderful programs um well of course the one that we've talked about so much um yes, Mrs. Azarova, Azarova, yes the wonderful. latin goddess yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the oracle um mm -hmm. 
But I also really loved our drama mama, Miss Mallet. Yes, Miss Mallet. Oh, I'm going to tag her in this so she can listen oh, to this. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have to publish this tomorrow. Like, there's no question. I um, love that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Thanksgiving, so it's, like, perfect. Everybody will be in our hometown. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I learned a lot from Dr. Lynn, too. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I saw her at the reunion. She was awesome. Did you? Gosh, she just had this, like, quiet sense of calm to her and I just mm-hmm. felt like she knew so much and yes. she had a way of just I don't know she, I could never imagine her bragging about anything she was just so mm-hmm. humble yes um, mm-hmm. and I really always appreciate it I wish I could have like absorbed more mm-hmm. <laughs> I spent more time with her mm-hmm. um Mr. Bingham was yes so he retired ah uh, maybe we should tag it. I don't know if he's on Facebook I'm not sure if yeah, he I don't is. Know <laughs> um, and Mr. Goring, I mean, I had yes. him for the years too, and he like he had that sort of like logical, like this just makes sense. Yes, yes, in a mm-hmm. straightforward mm-hmm. way about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Inglesons, I mean, they yeah. took them all over the world. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, I'm trying to plan this Greece trip right now, and yeah. it's so. <laughs> much work <laughs> imagine taking a hundred oh students with full band equipment and everything through oh china <laughs> I mean, the logistics are just yeah. daunting daunting i mean the inglesons mr and mrs Ingleton, if you're listening to this <laughs> I always tag everyone. A million times. oh my god i love this uh, yeah, there was a point to this. this is not just the big favorites. <laughs> like, what what separates like you feel like good teachers versus teacher who are maybe not as effective? Like, how if we're a teacher, mm-hmm. how can we be a better teacher, and how can we mm-hmm. be better? One thing I'm trying to bring to my own teaching is more authenticity. Mm. Um, like when I started, I kind of felt like I had to have this teacher mask and sort of take on this mm. persona of what I think a teacher should be and how mm. I think they should act and they should mm-hmm. have all the answers and mm-hmm. they should always be in a good mood. And pff, mm. That's just never going to happen. <laughs> but so sort of embracing who I really am. And I mean, I think I'm mm. finding more of who I am as I teach along the way. I think my students show me more um, about who I am as a person than mm-hmm. I think I can ever teach them about mm. who they are. Wow. Um, but it's, it's sort of like when I'm, when I feel like I'm doing the best with them is when I'm being the most myself, mm. when I'm teaching the way I want to teach, when I'm not trying to imitate somebody else, mm. that's when I feel the most comfortable and at peace. And so I don't want to like snap at them. Right, and right, I'm also right. learning too, that if I do, if I'm having a bad day, sometimes I just mm-hmm. have to own it at the beginning mm. of class and just let them know where oh, I'm Oh, you at. just tell them like yeah. I had a bad day? Oh, how do they yeah, react? Absolutely. You know, they're usually really empathetic and really oh, wow. understanding because a lot of times they're overwhelmed. You know, they're uh, in high school and they're dealing okay. with college applications and those stresses of parental pressure and pressure from their peers and pressure from Mm -hmm. uh gosh just everything I mean one other one thing I am thinking of now we kind of started to touch on this with Gen Mm -hmm. Z but Mm -hmm. another thing that they constantly have writing with them is social media pressure that is sort of with them all the time and um it's sort of this like constant pressure to 
do it exactly correctly, be the best, show their best side, show their best selves. Um, and I think it really gets to them. And so mm. I, I just have to realize like, I'm a human, they're humans, they're teenagers, they have so much going on. It's so hard um, just to be a teenager, you know, and just kind of let them be themselves, you know, let them, I don't have to control how they are, what kind of mood they're in, in the same mm -hmm. way, I don't necessarily need to control that in myself either. I mm. just need to lean into whatever I'm feeling and let that kind of guide where our lesson's going to go that day. And there are times too, when I recognize that they are, they're beat down. It's the end mm. of the year maybe, mm -hmm. or they're in a really tough exam time mm -hmm. and I take it easy on them. Mm. You know, I kind of meet them where they're at and they meet me where I'm at. And, um, it's sort of, makes things easier when we can do that together. <laughs> mm -hmm. So this is interesting because like you are a younger teacher. Do you feel like, because I cannot imagine our high school teachers telling us that they had a, like a bad, and maybe it's just me. Mm. Uh, like it's because like we are, we're more aware of mental health in this day and age. So it's acceptable mm. for teachers to be more okay. Do you feel like it's your age that you're closer to them or like, do you feel like every teacher can, cause okay. My theory is like, you can be like, um, like a teacher who's close to you or like you can be an authoritative teacher. So mm. do you, do you, well, yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Well, I think I disagree. I don't mm. think okay. it's one way or the other. Mm -hmm. I really think that you can hold authority while also being genuine. I mean, oh. there's this level mm. of like professionality. Okay. I yes. mean, you should always yes. be professional. I'm never right, going right, to tell right, right my students about like specifically why I'm having yeah, a bad day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't need to give them that burden. Right. 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 Yes. 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 Um, mm -hmm. But I also think you can command, um, command authority and command mm. the respect of your students by being authentic and genuine. Uh, um, I mean, at least that's what it's mm -hmm. been like so far. And I also feel like this, the teachers that we named off, the reason that they stick with me is because they were themselves. Um, uh, I love that. And because of that, and that's what sticks with us. I mean, that's, those are the people we remember, the ones who are just present and aware of mm. those teachers were really always with it. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, like, yeah I know what you mean. Like, it, it was clear that they love their job and they were yeah. experts at it, but they also cared about their students. I totally get what exactly. you're saying. Yes. Exactly. That's a really good way to put that. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Oh my God. This interview is amazing. I'm just, <laughs> uh, so many feelings. Inside. So, um, what was it like being the only white woman at UCI? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. It was great. Because <laughs> I'm going to now. <laughs> all the time. I do because I moved to the South, right? I moved yeah, how is that? <laughs> and it's so different. I'm like, where are the Asians? Like, I need to Oh my god! Because I, I feel like I was one of like maybe the handful of Asians at our high school, and like, yeah, what do you think of like? Man, should I even ask this question? Yeah, I'll ask this question. Do you feel like, uh, and there's no, uh, I don't want to make it racial, but I do want to know, like, like, okay, 
okay, maybe, okay, let's do geography. What okay. do you think is the main difference between like the South and the West Coast in terms of education? Because I think a lot of the South mm. gets a lot of flack for not being educated. So well, yeah. yeah, what so, are your thoughts um, on this? I feel I'm in no way an expert on this. Let me just mm -hmm. please preface this. Mm -hmm. I'm sure yeah, there yeah. we can talk much more articulately about this than I can. But mm -hmm. a thing I've noticed is that there's more of a division in the South between public and private education. So hmm. I work at an okay. independent school um, mm -hmm. and it has pretty high tuition, you know, mm -hmm. it's not the highest. I mean, on the East Coast mm -hmm. in general, this mm -hmm. seems to be a trend, right? There's mm -hmm. a lot of um, independent schools. Mm -hmm. And in the South in particular, there isn't, I think, there doesn't seem to be as much funding for public education um, as there are in other parts of the country. Mm -hmm. And one thing I notice is there seems to be a lot more people talk really poorly about our public education in the right. South, mm -hmm. which is heartbreaking mm -hmm. because yes. I mean, you and I went to an amazing public institution yes. mm -hmm. um, and we all pay taxes and it goes into, it should go into taking care of public schools. Mm -hmm. um, now, I wish I knew more about public schools. Um, I, I, what I do know about is my independent school in the South. Mm -hmm. And um, it's what I see is like a lot of that, the things that we pushed for at mm -hmm. Palm Springs High mm -hmm. are things that are pushed for at my independent school. Like mm -hmm. it's feel very similar. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure that it's the same way at, at public institutions in the mm -hmm. South um, or at least in South Carolina. I mean, there's a struggle right now. This I do know to be true. There's a struggle to keep to retain teachers at public institutions mm. in South Carolina. They're struggling um, to, to take in new, um, to new teachers. And so there must be a reason for that. There must be something going on that is systemically wrong in public institutions. So there, there's, there seems to be a large disparity there. Um, mm -hmm. You either send your child to a public school here mm -hmm. um, or you send it send them to an independent school and you spend a lot of money to send them there. Now there are some charter schools, um, mm -hmm. but again, we're getting into areas that I, I don't know a ton about. I just know that mm -hmm. um, it might've been easier in mm. like where we went to school to just send your kid to a public school and not be worried about mm. them not getting a good education. You know, mm. thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I think a lot of us were wondering where that, like stereotype of the South not being as educated came from, but that mm. that makes that makes a lot of sense. So, um, if you had to start all over again, how would you rewrite uh, the curriculum or the classics, oh. if you would at all? Yeah, at, like at my school or or just anything. Yeah, just how would you if you ruled the the classics world? What would you do? Yeah, <laughs> okay, if I ruled the classics world, I would definitely take the pompous out <laughs> but that's everything that's then what's left seem <laughs> inaccessible you know it makes it seem like oh we're so high and mighty because we study classics it's like no this is um just like any other subject it just takes some commitment it takes hard work just like math does just like taking a modern language does um and there's such a value to it it shouldn't seem like this elitist 
um, group, you know? And Why I do you think, think it is that way? Oh, oh sorry. <sighs> well, that's a great question. Um, I see that it sort of goes, harkens back to this old, I don't know, like 20th century, 19th century group of old white men <laughs> who are studying classics. And it seems mm -hmm. to be, you know, if you look at the ancient Roman and Greek world, mm -hmm. um, you have this whole spread, this huge, diverse Mediterranean uh, world that stretches across so many different cultures. Like if you read Herodotus, for example, he's going all around um, his world, you know, mm -hmm. and he's this ethnographer. He's studying places in Africa, Northern Africa, in the Middle East, in India, like he's all over the place. Mm -hmm. And yet it's like when we study classics, like we are often focused on like white upper class men. We're not as focused on studying women, studying um, people of different ethnicities. We're not as interested in studying about slaves, the underprivileged, the lower classes. And so there are a lot of classicists who have kind of changed trajectory. You know, there's an amazing classicist at UCLA, um, Amy Richland, who that is sort of her whole focus is studying those who are the unseen in the ancient world. Um, and so I think it's hard, though, when you're looking at evidence that is so little, you know, so much of what's yeah, written. Yeah, because, yeah, because who was educated? Oh, it's the it's males who were in Rome at the time, right? So, right. Um, yeah, and then we actually study a lot about women, I think, in Mrs. Osiris' class. Like, there's, like, one, one story where, like, the women, like, just, they ran away or something. They swam across the ocean. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, like, it stands out in my mind, but I forget what story. I'm not sure, but I think the ones, like, I remember, I remember studying the Sabine women. Yeah, ones. yeah, 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 I think that was it. It's yeah, and they threw themselves into the middle of the men who were fighting because the new men are their husbands, the Romans, and oh, then... Oh, right, 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 and then their brothers. brothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, and there's this amazing, there's these amazing paintings of them, like, literally putting their own bodies in between these fighting men yeah. um, to sort of stop this war. Yeah, and... and so I that, love this. Yes, so just studying, talking about giving classics a fuller picture, really looking at the whole ancient world. Um, and just to talk about it in a way that I think makes more sense for us. I mean, there's mm -hmm. so many of these stories that resonate with us today, like those mm -hmm. Sabine women, like they stick with you. They have yes. throughout the centuries. I mean, people in the Renaissance are painting these. I mean, mm -hmm. as painting these images that seem so prevalent today, like just that idea, these mythology right i mean going back to ancient greek mythology there are stories that sit with us mm -hmm. um that feel like we just connect on this human level and mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to be this like grand thing that's only meant for certain high upper classes that are worthy of studying it no it's anyone can study the classics and anyone can get something out of it whether it's just reading language, ancient languages feels like you're um, doing a math problem, right? It's just like this very logical, analytical part. Do you just like grammar? Do you like those little language mechanics? Or do you, are you interested in the stories? Are you interested in the philosophy? Are you interested in how the ancient people understood science? Um, or are you interested in mythology? Is there something that sits with you um, there that 
for some reason, we just feel so connected to. I mean, there's so much that you can take out of it. Um, and so the fact that how many, I don't even know how many institutions still study, um, offer language, um, ancient languages like Latin or even Greek at, in high school level, it's so few, it seems like, um, still remain. And so that's one thing I would change is I would put it into every school and I would make it accessible to everyone from every background um, and to see what kind of new scholarship we get out of that, what kind of um, new ideas come from opening it up to a more diverse um, group of people who are studying it and who decide that they want to keep studying it um, throughout their lives. Yeah. Incredible. So what advice would you give to high school students and college students who want to go into the classics? Um, I would say um, follow your passion. Right. I mean, the reason that I, when I switched to Latin, when I switched to classics, that major in high, in college, I mm. just went on a gut feeling. Like mm. I just knew that I loved this. I mm. loved it. And mm -hmm. my parents were like, um, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What were your parents were thinking? Okay. Cause, okay. Cause I think we weren't surprised at all. Cause you say it was a joke, but to us, like we were like, yeah, Desiree's going to be a Latin teacher, of course. So what was it? What was your family's reaction? I just remember having to tell them over and over again, what mm -hmm. I was doing. Like my, uh, my dad okay. would say to me, what are you studying? I don't remember. <laughs> like, he just figured it out. <laughs> they were like, oh we my God. What she, but she's always mm -hmm. kind of done what she wants to do. So right. we're just going to uh, let her keep. I mean, they weren't going to okay. say no. Right. So right. I, just, I just went with it. And so, one thing I tell my students is, you know, especially I don't tell them to go keep studying classics. I guess maybe I kind of got that from Mrs. Lazarova. Like, right. I tell them. Why did she say no? Okay. Okay. Did you ever <laughs> ask her? why she told her not us not okay because this is a lady okay listeners this is a lady who taught us latin for four years okay and then she told us not to study latin in college so do you get a chance to ask her like why she said that no i never did you know i never even thought about that and so weird you brought it up right no <laughs> like um, let me dedicate four years of my life to teaching you guys <laughs> and then tell you not to study it in um well, maybe maybe variety reasons right because like sure. what kind yeah. of there's so much you could do afterwards and I think right. just kind of the study of classics in general sort of sets you up for yes. studying whatever you want after that yes because um, I remember yeah sorry go ahead. no I don't remember what I was going to say anymore <laughs> we're just caught Not up in conversation I know right I'm just so energized because I feel like uh after I studied the classics I feel like I the world kind of made sense to me a little bit more Maybe because yeah. I'm Chinese and like I come from a different background, but like after studying all the histories and stuff, I yeah. felt like the world all of a sudden made sense. Like, oh, this is why we have this law. Oh, this is why we go to college. This is why yeah. these people act the way they are. So I feel like instead of thinking of it as like, oh, it's so boring, this is so retarded, like it actually helps you make sense of how the world is. I feel like, especially if you're a minority or somebody who's mm -hmm. not familiar with that process, because like I was the first person to go to college in the u.s so like a lot of like the institutions kind of made sense to me after i took latin and i felt like just this whole yeah we had an amazing class by the way mm -hmm. uh it was just whole four years so it's just 
um, good to have that group, um, which brings me to my next, next question. Like, what was your favorite year of Latin? Well, it would have to be class. It would have to be Latin four. It would, I mean, yeah, when we class. were in our senior year, <laughs> studying tree, studying Virgil, reading the Aeneid yeah. and mm-hmm. really, um, the way shout that, outs. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> the way that we kind of went through that together. Like it's so hard. It's so hard to read Latin poetry and we just kind of were all in it and enjoyed it. And remember we used to do bagels and yes, Einstein's bagels. Um, oh my God. That was such a cool class. I remember Yasmin and I will always come late class. My mom always drove late and like, <laughs> um, who else was in that class? Should we, should we keep people private? Uh, I maybe, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm going to tag all of them so that they can <laughs> add to this. I'm an addendum episode. I'm going to bring out all six. Is it 16 people? What is 16 people? I think so. I feel like that was um, the number that. Yeah, there's like, and then also just because of the history, because we, we, it's just studying such a weird language. And uh, I think right. we all, I think we all went to college, right? Did we all go to college? I think so. I'm pretty sure. It's a pretty, Most likely. pretty educated class. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that was my favorite year of Latin also. So um, do you think we should save the classics? Save? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, there's no reason to stop studying it. We've been mm-hmm. studying it for millennia. And I think mm-hmm. that training people to study classics helps them to study anything. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are able to read Latin and Greek, you're mm-hmm. able to read ancient philosophy. Mm-hmm. You're able to read ancient history. You're able to read ancient tragedies and comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, you can read poetry. You can read prose. I mean, it just teach you, teaches you how to be a reader, um, which is interesting because the Romans and Greeks wouldn't have read very much. They would have had it read to them you're right Mm -hmm. they would have been listeners right which Mm -hmm. um is a whole other thing but i i think um by studying classics it just opens your mind up to just be observant to be um to pay attention to the world around you and kind of like you said like why does the world work the way it does you know Mm -hmm. what are what are these um, little phrases that you hear people saying all the time. Quid pro quo, for example, is like really mm-hmm. happening right now. And I can tell people like, it means what for what, you know, mm-hmm. it's a question. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's so many times when it comes up um, within our world, but then there's also the the language part of it. Like if you mm-hmm. want to uh, learn a modern language, you will then understand how grammar works. Yeah. Um, yes. And mm-hmm. not only is it helpful for other spoken languages, it's actually something that another colleague of mine started recently, and we're doing it right now with the seventh grade. Um, it also helps with coding, programming computers. Because oh, wow. um, if you understand how a language works, you understand yes. how since the fundamentals of a language and translation you then understand how Mm -hmm. python works for example yes oh my gosh Um, so good so we are at the same time we're doing this enrichment with our students where they are um also they're also um coding with their Mm -hmm. um with their latin so like Mm -hmm. i get in 
show them how like when we break down a passage, it's the same thing that they're doing when they try to break down a problem of how to get the computer to take the little guy from here up to here, you know, for example. Mm. Yes. scratch and all of that. So there's just so much. There's so many different ways that it connects us um, and connects us within the world. And I mean, that's just the Western. I mean, I guess one thing we could talk about too is how it sets us up for like Western civilization, but people yes. also use mm -hmm. it to understand Eastern civilization. Absolutely. And that's yeah. something that I wish I, that's, that's some, like my next in goal endeavor is like, go nice. seek out more. I had a professor who did a whole book. Gosh, I wish you could remember his name. Um, it's something maybe I can send you later and we can put it, add it on in the comments. Yeah. But, um, yeah. He did a whole book on comparing um, Greek language and philosophy with Chinese language and ancient oh, man. philosophy. That's, yes, that sounds awesome. Connection in the world. I think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, please send that to me. That's awesome. Absolutely. Man, oh my God. Um, this is just so good. So like, okay, so in terms of like the parents, like how do you think parents can be better to teachers so that their kids have, an, have a better education? Does that make sense? I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah, how can parents be better? because I'm not okay, a parent right, right? right and right, I always right. wonder you know I mean what it will be like mm -hmm. if and when I do become a parent will I mm -hmm. actually follow through on yeah. it <laughs> I don't know um, but one thing is just you know let your children make mistakes mm. you know let your children so find their process and go through the pain of it but also mm give your child structure and guidance. I mean, sometimes I see parents who um, let their children kind of decide whatever they want. Um, and maybe they actually need a little bit of guidance. They need mm. a little bit of help there. And I don't know, I don't know where that balance is. I do think there is a trust level though, mm. that we all need as people, but we must need with our children to trust them and trust our teachers. You know, sometimes mm. parents, I think they're so fearful yes. um, and they're so protective of their children as they are trying to give them the best that they can, that they might mm. automatically just assume that the teacher is in the wrong. And I'm not saying that we're always mm. right. I mean, teachers yeah. make mm -hmm. mistakes. Yes, um, yes. But just to kind of remember that we are the experts when it comes to our subject and when it mm -hmm. comes to education and mm -hmm. um, we know what we're doing. We've been doing this mm -hmm. a long time and mm -hmm. we're really well versed in our subject and we know how to teach to a multitude of styles and mm -hmm. learning differences and mm -hmm. to just trust us. And when we mm -hmm. ask for help from parents and say, this is what I'm seeing, Mm -hmm. um, these are my suggestions is mm -hmm. then to jump in and help, you know, um, mm -hmm. and not to assume that the teacher is the one doing something wrong. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it must be hard. <laughs> now. It must be very difficult. Yeah. And you must put your heart really out there as a parent. And so you mm -hmm. might want to feel protective. Um, but we're mm -hmm. kids are kids are going to make mistakes and they're going to find their they're going to find their mm -hmm. way. I mean, life usually finds a way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wow. So yeah, thank you for that very compassionate answer. It's great. Um, so, okay. So how can we learn more about you? How can we stalk you? Uh, what's the best way? <laughs> I guess on Instagram um, <laughs> would be the best way. I don't post very much, but I feel like I would like to post more. Usually when I'm traveling, I'll post some things. And um, But yeah, I'm my handle on um, Instagram is Deslands. 
um, D-E-S. Can you spell it for, yeah, sorry. Yeah, D-E-S-L-A-N-D-S, Des Lands. <laughs> awesome, perfect. Yeah. So this has, sorry, other interviewees, this has been my favorite interview by far, okay? Oh. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thank you so much, Desiree. I learned so much from this. It was awesome to catch up. And I think a it lot of people so will benefit from thank this. So yeah, for sure. To just learn about this, um, please, uh, she is the Latin Authority. Um, I'm interested to see what people say about this. Our hometown people are going to look at this. Um, but thank you again so much for this. I really appreciate your time. Hope to have you on other episodes to come. Thank you. Absolutely. I really look forward to it. It's so great to catch up with you. And I'm so happy that you're doing this podcast. It's so cool. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. So...